Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Today we're talking to the owner of a well-established retail outlet that's been selling flowers in the heart of Crew since 1980. On Business Brunch today, we're really pleased to welcome Nigel Hotnell of Hotnell's Florists. Nigel, welcome to the Cat. Good morning, how are you? I'm very well, Nigel, and, and it's, um, it's a big thank you to you for coming on the show today. You're welcome, it's a pleasure to be here. Nigel, your, your shop hasn't always been selling flowers exclusively, so give us some of the backstory on Hocknell's and how it evolved as a floristry retailer in the early years. Well, we started 40 years ago. Um, it was originally my parents' business, um, Ern and Margaret Hocknell. Um, my dad was made redundant in 1980 during a recession and um, decided to take over this business from a, a gentleman called John Almond. And originally then, it was mainly a fruit and veg shop, a fruit and veg shop that just sold a few flowers in the corner, and mainly uh, vegetables, groceries, and started to grow that side of the business, the flower side of the business over the years. Um, that's how it all started, really. And it was quite a bold step of your dad then, wasn't it, to invest his redundancy money into a business? I don't suppose you thought about that as children, but did you talk about it later on? Exactly, yeah. It was, yeah, it was very bold because it was hard times. My mum had to work two jobs to keep, keep the business going at the time because it was a very harsh winter. Trade was, oh, very slow. I remember it being a very hard time for them um the first few years especially back then westrick was a really really busy place um and there was a lot of competition from other shops and um yeah it was a scary time for them at the time but uh, luckily things picked up and the business started to take off and mum was able to work, start to work full-time alongside my dad in the shop and in those days, I suppose the big fruit and veg um, wholesalers were still going. I know, I know there was one. There used to be one in Manchester. Yeah, Smithfield Market in Manchester. Dad would go like every other day to top up um, with uh, fruit and veg back then. You know, to get fresh um, products from Smithfield, and he'd go one or two stalls to get the best buys of the day, and he'd come back with armfuls of cauliflowers that were on offer or whatever was the bargain of the day and then slowly they moved to use Harrison's Wholesale which is it based in Croonall the big family firm and they started delivering to us to save him travelling into Manchester every day so that's how we used to get our supplies So that's yeah, natural that's, progression isn't it yes. taking place and um, so how did you, your dad take on board change? Dad started to take a, a backward step from it my mum went to Rees Heath and did a floristry course and she started to develop the flower side of it and as the fruit and veg over the years started to decline in trade due to the supermarkets really you know um, we just couldn't compete on prices or volume or quantities that the supermarkets were offering and we're all guilty of it we all do a one-stop shop in a supermarket and um, so they decided to push the flowers more and mum started to take the flowers over more dad go out delivering the flowers and that's how the side of the flower started to develop more. It's interesting how the market takes control, isn't it, in some respects. So you, you joined the business in 1987 and you've been selling flowers now for 34 years. So tell us what gets you up in the morning and some of the major changes you, you've made since taking control. 
what gets me up in the morning? Well, every day is a different day. No two days are the same. It's exciting to arrive in the morning to see what's arrived from the floral delivery from Holland. You know, what box, what's in the boxes, what's fresh today. All depends on the season as well. Love Christmas time. Christmas comes into its own for floristry. It's a big season for us. I just love working with flowers. Or, you know, something different. Every day it's fresh. It's just a challenge every day creating something for somebody. So that's what gets me up in the morning every day. And in regard to how you've influenced change in, in the business, what, what would you say were, were the most positive or pivotal moments in, in the, within the business over the last 30 years? Well, after I left school, I went to Reeseheath and I did the floristry course, so I was fully qualified in floristry as well. And from that time on, then we started to push the flowers. We started to do contracts for funeral directors and... Um, so we did lots of funeral work. We developed online sales. We got a web page, which now has developed into an e-commerce site. So we sell on um, on the internet. So that's really developed and gone huge recently, you know, because people can't get out. So that's what we pushed for as well. Um, yeah, and a lot more gift flowers, thank yous, birthdays, anniversaries, occasions like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. So that's what we pushed for. Um, when you did this floristry course, it, does that include uh, some business development as well? No, it was mainly all just floristry. Um, you know, all the techniques I had to learn, how to wire flowers, how to condition flowers, where they came from, how long they lasted. Now, all my business skills have just been developed over the years, but instinct really, you know, what's, what's going to be the next thing to sell? What's going to be the next? colour scheme that's going to be popular so that's how how we do the business really these days we've, we're not like business people as in like we plan a strategy or anything like that we just work off our instincts and work day to day and it's just worked for us all these years fortunately it's it's clearly working for you and your gut instinct is is obviously something you can rely on so do you get support from your suppliers on the on the the big days you know as you as you mentioned them like valentine's day and mother's day and yeah it's a, a team thing my wife is my biggest supporter she's i couldn't do this without my wife she's she's taken over all the buying for me now she looks she's like um a banker she like sits there with her ipads at night time two with two in front of her buying the best things from holland at the best price to get us the keep competitive the best colors the best varieties and our suppliers try to give us the freshest products and if we ever do have a problem with a product they'll replace it so yeah we have lots of support from our suppliers uh, nigel coronavirus has completely changed how we do business and has left chaos in its wake so share with us how it's affected hocknells and the changes you made in order to continue trading well initially we had to close immediately when boris made the announcement that uh, we should stay at home all businesses should close our flower supply immediately ceased everything stopped um, we closed for about six weeks with no supply of flowers at all um, and then gradually we were contacted by our dutch suppliers and they said they were going to start bringing flowers back into the country so we were able to open again behind closed doors so we started to contact our um, funeral directors because funerals were still taking place 
and we were able to offer a funeral service again for people who'd lost somebody who wanted to send flowers because during the six weeks of um, the original lockdown, um, there was just no flowers. People had funerals with no flowers at all. We left our undertakers with like a silk coffin spray for them to use just so somebody had got something on the coffin, not just bereft of any flowers. So that's how we initially started out. And then luckily we got our own online shop. So we reopened that again um, and people were able to start ordering online and it just exploded that did straight away. Initially when we uh, opened it, within our hours we got 40 or 50 orders, people sending thank yous for helping me thanks for all you've done, um, missed birthdays. And that's how we originally started after the coronavirus um, reopened. In, in regard to some of the changes that you've made, are, are there any that you will continue to implement as part of your working model? Well, with social distancing still at the moment, and we're closed at the moment, we, we do a click and collect service, which has worked really well. So we've been able to keep social distancing um, going with having um, a gazebo out the back of the shop on the car park so people can um, come and collect flowers contactlessly and that's worked really well and we might keep that going once things start to ease because it's kept people uh, out of the shop and um, give us more space to work to spread out and keep our social distance within the staff with inside so we might keep using that because I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon I think social distancing and mask wearing is going to be running for a while still within businesses. So, yeah, we're going to use that. And um, the online, we're just going to keep using online. Online's been massive and has saved our business from no no um, income at all. We've been very lucky compared to others, you know, like the service industry as a whole. So we're very grateful for that. And did that come as a as a shock to you, or did what, did you expect the the business to come from online? Because an awful lot had been said in the media about how businesses were growing as a result of their online presence. Yes, we've always had our online for about seven or eight years, perhaps even longer than that now. But it is so surprised as how it has taken over um, the, that side. The our business has gone mainly online obviously with being closed and on the telephone now but my mum's 82 never really shopped online before and she's got the grips with it and she's shopping online now and we found that with our demographic of customers older people are using everybody's using it you know not just young people like before like my daughters older people have got to grips with it and had to and learn how to use um the internet and shop and and Yes, that's the way it seems to be going. It, it certainly is the way forward. Uh, Nigel, an important aspect of excellent customer service is exceeding expectations at every opportunity. Yes. So tell us how you would define outstanding customer service and how you ensure that the team continues to deliver a high level of customer service. Well, we like to treat all our customers as friends. So we talk to them like it's a friend or a family. We want to do our best for your friends and family, and that's how we deal with our customers. We like to treat them as friends. We want to do our best for our friends and family, and that's how all of us work here. All my team are really good. They're lovely ladies, um, polite, and like to go that extra mile, give the freshest possible flower that we can. We have a delivery two or three times 
a day from different suppliers so we we um put those freshest flowers we have out and if we ever do have a problem with flowers we we will always replace them so we never argue the point or um you know we always like to go the extra mile just to make sure everyone's happy and i noticed in um that all your staff uh in the shop are trained florists yes yes all our staff are trained florists they've all done their qualifications apart from the drivers um obviously they're they're just out for delivering for us but all our uh, girls that work in the shop are trained you know i've got floristry backgrounds within the family my wife hasn't been to reese's but she's trained by me so and is is that something you've insisted on no it's not always you don't always need to have a qualification some people are just naturally gifted with flowers so and they've just always got that kind of like skill it's not always taught it's sometimes it comes naturally to people i have employed people in the past without floristry qualifications but i've worked in the industry since leaving school and have been trained that way so it's not always about qualifications it's about when i interview somebody i like to see them and watch them make something up and i can tell within five or six minutes of watching them how they handle the flowers and how they work with the flowers and then i know straight away yes this person's a good florist and i'll offer them a job if they want to take on board your ethos then um and um, embrace customers as part of the family then then you clearly need to be looking for some somebody that's caring and, and knows what they're doing i, I can and see a personality that. as well personality that's another good point for for my staff my staff always always like um outgoing and chatty you're listening to a podcast from the cat today we're talking to nigel hocknell from hocknell's florist in the heart of crew nigel amidst the chaos created by coronavirus we've also had to deal with brexit uh, and as most of the world's flowers as you've already said come from amsterdam Tell us how this has affected your supply and and what changes you've made to overcome these problems. Well, Brexit started a couple of years ago when we all voted for change, didn't we? And that had an immediate effect on us because the euro um, changed straight away. It drops against the pound. So flower prices increased straight away for us immediately, um, which was a big shock. Wasn't expecting that at all, really. So... Um, at the time we absorbed that cost with the hope that prices and things would settle down again and the euro would even out against the pound again but it never really has it's never really recovered from that initial announcement that brexit was going to happen in the uk and now brexit's happened um and the borders have all changed it's caused delays at ports as flowers are coming into the country so things are taking a lot longer carriage costs have increased because they're having to go different routes to get here and overall costs of everything have increased just just due to the exchange rate with holland and the euro have um, had an impact on the business and profit margins have like had to drop but we're just grateful to be in business still with the coronavirus and we're trying to adapt and slowly increase the prices just a little bit to take an account for these increasing costs and of course, flowers have a shelf life, don't they? So too much delay at the ports and um, you, you're not giving the customer a chance to to enjoy them as, as long. No, that's where years and years of experience have come in and we know what to buy, when to buy, how much to buy and hopefully 
a good 90% of the time we get it right and the few times we don't then that goes to waste so unfortunately yes it's a it's a perishable business and you just have to um, gauge it right hopefully especially on the busy occasions when you're buying thousands of pounds worth of say roses for Valentine's Day you just have to hope these gentlemen come along and buy them with something like a rose I mean how long is that going to last in the shop well rose we we when we buy for Valentine's Day, for example, we'll buy them in uh, a couple of days before. They come in from um, Colombia, so they travel all the way over by air freight from Colombia through Holland and then to us. So they have to be, they come not in water, so we have to condition them a couple of days before, get them to drink all up and uh, hydrate, and then we'll send them out. So they're literally with us for a couple of days while they're drinking, and then we send them straight out. Now, Rose has a, li- a shelf life, well, if you read the um, guarantee, it's about five to seven days. But we hope that it will last a good ten days, you know, with getting them straight out to the customer. If they're conditioned and looked after rightly in the home. Yeah. And is, is Brexit pinching any of that time off you? It is, yes, because flowers are getting caught at the borders as, uh, you know, coming through the tunnel, um, long delays or um, missed, uh, missed deliveries. So, yeah, it's been quite quite a learning curve since January since it all changed but hopefully now it's settling down and they're getting into the routine of it it was just a big shock to start with really yeah okay uh, Nigel advancements in technology over the past 20 years have uh, benefited most businesses so share with us how you've embraced these changes I know you've already alluded to the fact that you you've upgraded your website so tell us how you've embraced these changes and its effect on the business well floristry is a craft skill so there's not a great deal we can do to like use technology to help with the craft side of that type of thing but when it's come to like things like where technology can help we've got new phones voice over the internet phones so we can handle more calls um and keep people um, answering their calls faster. We're using uh, printers now to print people's messages, but it still looks like it's handwritten. And obviously the internet as well, we've, we've had to use that and push that forward a lot more. Like I've said already, that's, that's helped us massively progress within the florist industry. And that's what's kept us going, really. These changes are happening as we're talking, aren't they? You know, they introduce something new in technology every day, more or less. So... Uh, how do you see that affecting your business in, in the future? At the moment, I'm, I'm open to everything, really. We use the, the speakers in the shop, you know, like the, the Google speakers, so we can ask for um, the weather, or um, so we use that in the shop. Um, but I don't know what's coming next. I'm hopeful for anything, really, up for all advancements, really. But I'm not aware of anything that's going to help me much more than, um, than what we're already using at the moment. All right. So you're maxed out with technology. <laughs> mm. As much uh, as we can at the moment. Yeah. Electric vans, I would say, would be the next thing that we'd like to embrace. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Today we're talking to Nigel Hocknell from Hocknell's Florist. Uh, Nigel, this has been a difficult time for the world and, and we've all been put to the test. So as we come out of lockdown, tell us what the future holds for Hocknell's other than a day off, and you can explain that one yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to a day off. I've been working six days throughout um, 
this pandemic really to keep up with everything that's been going on um, with the business and um, the extra cleaning that's come along with it and the social distancing and putting things in place for reopening uh, sneeze screens and um, all the things that have gone along with that kind of side of things. Um, as we come out of this, I don't know what the future holds really it's the high streets in a strange place these days it's nothing like it was years ago when the west street was such a busy place and i don't know how footfall's going to be are people still going to be um wary of being out and in, in the public places so we're reopening the shop with things in place so people feel safe you know hand sanitizers and screens and stuff like that and we're hoping to push forward with like the online sales like I've already said that's been a massive uh, increase for us and telephone sales and that's where we're hoping to push forward with really and do you feel that you'll benefit from all the investment that's going on in in um, in crew and particularly because crew station's now going to be a HS2 hub so uh, that's attracting even more investment and attracting more businesses to the area. Are you, do you think you'll feel the benefit of all that? I hope so. I mean, um, I hope we can regenerate the town centre. Um, I love what they've done with the market hall. I think that's going to be a real bonus to the town. I think that's a real nice development. And hopefully we can do that kind of similar sort of thing to the, the town centre when that gets redone. And hopefully HS2 will bring a boom to the town and businesses will be attracted to reopening some of these empty shops and um, bring customers back to us. Most people love flowers and they love what they do to their homes so uh, I'm sure that uh, there's always going to be a market for you there. Uh, Nigel, your year-round window displays evidently are very well known in the local community and in particular your Christmas window displays have, have won local awards from the council. So tell us about these awards and um, and how you support fundraising in the local community. Well, the, um, we've won several awards over the years for our Christmas windows displays. Back when the town council used to run like Christmas window competitions, we won regularly for that. And then one year there was Mayor's Oscars as well. We won one of those for our Christmas window displays and we went to an award ceremony and it, that was an amazing evening. I've always loved uh, visual merchandising and shop window displays. And ever since a child, I remember being taken by my mum to Lewis's to um, see window displays for Christmas. And it sparked something in me that I thought, right, that's an attraction, uh, a visual selling point. And we've always pushed our window displays forward as one of our big selling points at the shop. And we're well known for it through the area. And we use these displays to raise money sometimes. We have collections for Christmas, you know, like please come inside and make a donation as a thank you for putting on these displays. And we've done them for latent scanner appeals, local uh, schools, or all things like that. And do you find you have to um, think about the, the Christmas window display well in advance? Not planning it straight after the last one, so I'll be, um, no, there's normally a Christmas fair in Holland straight after Christmas that's it's not taking place this year for obvious reasons. But normally I'll see an idea at the Christmas fair that I think right, that's what I'm going to work with this next year. So last year I saw Gonks. I don't know if you're aware of those. They're little like elfy kind of like characters, and that's what we did this year for Christmas. We had Gonks in the window or I'll see a colour scheme and I'll start working with that and buy in throughout the year 
get ready for this year's Christmas window. And have you ever had time to to go around other other florist shops and and maybe travel to to Amsterdam to get ideas in that respect for design and um, to expand your floristry knowledge? I'm always looking. Wherever I travel, if I travel to Malta or Spain, if there's a flower shop, I have to go and have a look. And I have to go and have a look inside. drives my wife crazy because we're on holiday and she'll say, no, but I do. I just have to go and have a peer inside, see what's selling there, how they've displayed something and pinch their ideas or pick a few tips up or yes I'm always looking I'm always looking even it doesn't have to be floristry it could be uh, home interiors with um, I'll pick up an idea from that so like like now uh, pampas is becoming popular again you know the 1970s pampas grasses yeah yeah I do that, yeah that's becoming big in home at the moment and we've our next window display is going to be a pampas window grass display so that's what I'm that's how I work Nigel, it's uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today, and um, and I do appreciate appreciate giving up your time and and talking us through some of the aspects of floristry that that wouldn't normally be revealed to your customers. So, thanks very much for that. Thank you for joining us on the Cat. And should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about Hocknell's florists? Sure. Uh, my website address is www.hocknellsflorist.co.uk. You can also contact us because we have a Facebook page for Hocknell's Florist, which we always answer. We've got we can answer questions to customers from there, and we post pictures of what's going on in the world of Hocknell's Florist. And my daughters run an Instagram account as well. I'm not up on that one, but they do that for me. And you can always give us a call on 01270 Nigel, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today and thank you for coming on the cat. It's been my pleasure and it's been a pleasure talking to you too. Thank you very much for giving me a call. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.